Welcome to another episode of My Hope is Built On with your hosts, David and Dan Ziegler, a show about real people with real stories answering the question, what is your hope built on? May this week's episode bring you some hope. Welcome back to another episode of My Hope is Built on Podcast. Uh, today's a special episode um, because, I mean, they're all special, but today uh, we have my brother, Steven Ziegler, uh, with us. Uh, Steven, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks it's for a having me, guys. It's yeah. a trifecta, man. You got all three Ziegler men on yeah, the yeah. show. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this guy <laughs> just came down the hall and was like, knocked on my door and hey i know you live down down the hall a couple doors down i just want to see if you want to do this podcast <laughs> i said sure it's great great to be here glad <laughs> oh we're glad you're here too um well you listened to a few of the episodes um and i you know basically you know how we how we kind of go with the flow and ask you a question of, uh, what is your hope built on? What does hope mean to you? Um, but before we get into that, I just want to ask you, um, give the, give the listeners a little bit about yourself. Give them a backstory of, uh, who is Steven Ziegler? Uh, there's a lot of them for a lot about you for them to know. So I guess, I guess there's a lot of information that doesn't carry very far, but that's okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm Steven Ziegler. I uh, just turned 22 last week, so that's cool. Um, I currently work for something I cannot tell you, unfortunately, Ooh. but I do work in the film industry, which is cool. I don't get to touch the cameras, but I get to uh, file the papers for the people who pay for the cameras. That's pretty cool. Can you um, say who it is you work for? Well, you can say what studio you work at. I work at Manhattan Beach Studios. There you go. Yeah, yeah there you go. I can't tell you what company I work for. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I've been working there since February. That's been really cool. Um, and before that, I was working at CBS Studios in the mailroom. That was pretty rough through COVID just because there was zero pipeline opportunity, just Cause you're just manifesting in the, in the mail room, hoping for something to get better because you can't even enter a production office, which kind of sucked. So yeah. Um, yeah. All through COVID I was kind of working on music a lot, pretty heavy. I got into um, production a lot and mixing and sound engineering and stuff like that. Hopefully trying to find time to be able to put together a tangible piece for everybody to listen to. I, uh, I just struggling a little bit with time right now. I'm constantly at work. So, yeah, but yeah, I guess that's kind of where my life is right now. I'm working a lot and, uh, I love, I love music. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Are you seeing anybody? Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. I, I keep forgetting that my life is a lot deeper. Uh, <laughs> it's not just service le- level. No, like, it, it, play music. Yeah. And I, and I, and I forget that like the people who are on here also had a lot more deeper things behind it. But anyway, uh, I have a, I have a girlfriend who unfortunately lives in Tennessee, but we're doing long distance and we're making it, we're making it happen. And I, 
Right on. I would rather I'd rather do this than not be with her at all. So I'm yeah. happy in that sense. Yeah. Uh, well, at least you got it on record. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, what do you what do you what do you mean exactly? But, yeah. Well, I mean, so she actually has evidence that you actually said something that positive and nice. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Brownie points. That's what he's getting. Exactly. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. I guess my life has been kind of funky since that shift and uh, it's, it's really been a weird shift on my life. And I kind of want that to be a shift into talking about hope because I was thinking a lot about that on yeah. my drive home from work. Um, so, well, since you talked about it, go ahead and make the shift. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's a, that's a good time to transition. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, well, before you go into what your hope is built on, why don't you go ahead and uh, kind of answer the question of what is when you think of hope, what does that what does that mean to you? Uh, I, I, you know, I was trying to think about that as well on the way home and kind of <laughs> using that word in context and seeing uh, when I think of hope, I instantly think of Star Wars um, yeah. because of Leia and and like always the on, the ongoing motif of hope and in that context it's hope to restore and wanting and yearning a restoration of something new and a revival of getting past the crap and getting over that hump and just having that peace yeah and i think that speaks volumes in in a sense of that's that that can speak volumes for anything but that's just a tiny word used in a a sci-fi series you know and and how hope can be put into anybody's context and right now in my life the way i would define hope is a yearn and a want for a greater restoration just like star wars and um yeah that's basically where i'd say hope that's the way i define hope yeah yeah, right on. Yeah, that's a it's a cool way to look at it. that's a, that's the one thing that's cool about this podcast and everybody with the everybody has a different answer. Yeah, and everybody views it differently in the sense of like has a different roundabout way to get to it, their definition of what hope means to them. So that's really cool. So thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Um. Well, Stephen, what is your hope built on? Well, uh, I I guess long story short at this point in my life it's i don't really have hope built on anything because i don't have much to hope for hmm. and i think keep going I, I think what i mean what i mean by that is like i'm i'm very i'm content with a lot through through little things like by saying hi to dad in the morning or saying, or saying what's up to mom in the morning. Like that yeah. is a little kick in the butt for my one, one hour drive stuck in traffic on the four Oh five. Yeah. And that those little things. And it's like, those little things give me contentness, but overall it still feels a little broken and there's no hope because it feels so fuzzy everything in front of 
like what I what I want feels pretty fuzzy. Sorry, that seems really confusing. Basically, like when I want to hope for greater restoration in my life. Yeah. I, I, I struggle to even find hope in anything. It just, because it's so like fuzzy, I can't even see anything. COVID has screwed that up for me. I can't see uh, because of masks. Like I'm like, is this thing ever going to stop? Are we going to ever stop wearing masks? Are we going to ever stop doing this? Am I ever going to be back with my girlfriend again? How is she going to come back to me? How are we going to ever figure this out? All these little things or no, not little huge things that like really blur out anything in the future causes me to like fall short of hope in general and not really have anything to build hope on and Mm -hmm. kind of just cruise by on life. I feel like that's just kind of how I've felt. And I feel like, you know, I didn't want to, I didn't want to sugarcoat anything and act like I do have a strong hope built on anything strong. I do have Christ in my life who I, I am so on and off with him. Mm -hmm. We do, we, we pick up the phone and talk (laughs) not, not as often as I'd like, but the amazing thing about him is that when I start to really get like that fuzziness, yeah, that's when I really like start to hear him the most without even asking. It's just kind of like something random. If I'm if I'm driving and the fuzziness starts to hit, then a, a ray of light will peek yeah. through a cloud, and it's like, okay, God, Christ is Christ is here, and I think that's <clears throat> that's an amazing thing. So. I'm so thankful to have some decent like crutch on me. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm just as broken as anybody else. And I don't have, I, I don't have the strength to have a lot of hope sometimes. So, yeah. Sure. Well, thanks for sharing that. Yeah. You know, it's funny is that um, a brokenness is a, is a universal problem. So you're not unique in that sense of the imagination. We're all broken people in in some way, shape, or form. Um, I think a, a lot more of us, maybe you know, especially those who have found their hope in Christ, have been probably gone through the restoration process a little bit deeper. But it's a daily it's a daily process, uh, <clears throat> you know for for us and so you're at various everybody's at various stages in their life in terms of the depth of their hope or the 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 groundedness if you will of their hope in christ and so don't ever take it as a discouragement that you're not where you're at just look at it as though you're a work in process and as a work in process god is still working in your life to get you to where you need to be so that you can be firm in that knowledge. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so I, that's one thing I would definitely encourage you because 
Brokenness is, that's a reality. We're all broken. I mean, this world is broken that we live in. It doesn't take a genius to look outside and say that this world is broken, yeah. <laughs> you know? <Yeah. laughs> so we're, we're in a broken world, you know, and, and COVID highlighted it and magnified it and put everything on the spotlight. You know, you didn't need a microscope lens now to really do the assessment. It was right there. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and, and so now we see it in all of its ugliness and as we see it manifested in the lives of people who have been impacted by it, you know, because you see all the, the ugliness of humanity right now in terms of our hatred and our, our lack of unity and things of that nature. So, again, don't. it's just where we're at in terms of the, the cycle. So I'm thankful, like David said, for your transparency and all yeah. this. What I, what I love about this is that Stephen is honest with all of us and, you know, in and 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 people know who I am. People know who David is. And so those, you get to see that it, all three of us were different in terms of where we're at in our life, in terms of our walk with the Lord, in terms of our relationship with Christ and where we're at with things. And yeah. so thank you for being transparent. You didn't have to walk into this and pretend to be David or I, you know, you're still Stephen. Yeah. So you don't have to worry about that. Yeah. yeah. Well, Stephen, Talk to me about a situation in your life. Maybe tell us a situation where you saw hope, you know, you, maybe it was a difficult situation that you were going through and, and in a time in your life and how you were able to get through it. How did you find your hope through that situation? Um, I guess there's, there's been a lot of, a lot of crap that, we've gone through as a family, but like me personally, um, I'd say just friends have always been like a, a, a weird thing for me to struggle with because I've always had girlfriends and that prohibited me from having good guy friends. And, um, it wasn't until the pandemic hit that I started really hanging out with my 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 bros and like i was i was going through a lot at that very moment when the pandemic hit because i was starting to struggle a lot with anxiety and like it was it was bad i i i've i was i wasn't really understanding how to cope with feeling like i was dying while i'm driving while I'm driving, literally feeling like I'm having a heart attack, calling my dad to be like, yo, you've had a heart attack. How does it feel? <laughs> um, that's, that's a pretty intense feeling for somebody who's always been so like, I, I, I don't get, I don't, I don't understand that kind of stuff. I've never been able to get mental health on the level I did until I felt that. And it really ate at me for a while and kind of like, changed everything and and I also kind of realized how mental health affects your physical health a lot. Mm-hmm. I lost a ton of weight at the beginning of COVID just because I I couldn't eat. I couldn't eat because I, I just didn't feel like it or I I was insecure. I there's so many like little mental demons that sit inside that were sitting inside of my head. Um, that brought me to a really dark place, but I did find myself 
winding up in prayer and and really like looking to Christ for okay what's what's something that I haven't I haven't really had but will 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 bring me closer to to being a man and being a man of God and I just felt that there was a lot of changes in my life that needed to happen and um fortunately those changes happened right when the pandemic hit and um yeah I was able to hang out with my friends more and <laughs> so I started hanging out with my friends more and uh Mikey Burson, Robert Miller, Nico Marino, you guys are the best people in the entire world. Um, they they were just like my my dudes. Gosh, why am I so emo? This is me. This is Steven, the emotional one. This is this is Dan and David. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, they uh, they brought me to a different knowledge in so many different places in my life uh with rob and mikey (laughs) music um we created a ton of music over quarantine and like uh that that was a a really incredible thing because i wanted the time to devote to music or time to devote to art because that's all i ever want to do and god bless because god blessed me with quarantine where I was able to pay my bills because uh, CBS payroll really loved us and they kept paying us. And um, (laughs) I didn't have to go to work. So I had everything I wanted for the first few months of quarantine. And God just kind of really gave me that. And God gave me the, the opportunity to do amazing and different abundant things that I haven't done. And when I mean abundant, I mean like fulfilling things, stuff that actually fulfilled me and um, led me to my, to my girlfriend and led me to finally seeing, seeing, seeing love in a different way and seeing love, not only in a, in a um, relationship with, my girlfriend, but love with my, my mom and with my dad and with my sister and with my brother and my friends and just seeing love in so many different ways. So I think God really came and like took that mental cloud that was over my head and, and slowly peeled it off. I mean, I I still have, I still struggle because I'm human and, um, I don't think that it's ever going to just go away like that and I think we as individuals have to work on trying to fix it ourselves and we can't expect anybody to fix it for us so we can't sit and mope in it do something about it and I guess that's kind of where my hope was built on was in Christ for the 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 difference of life and that was a huge difference for me because I was the dude who was working at Starbucks at three in the morning till 12, taking a nap, hanging out with his girlfriend every day for like three years. And I just, I had no idea what I wanted to do. And yeah, this time led me to an amazing path. And so I'm super happy with where my hope was built on in that time. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's good. That's good. You know, um, this is not a therapy show, so we're not going to go into therapy with you. This is a uh, uh, license to give. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I, you brought up something that was really good because mental health has probably been a, one of the biggest eff- effects of of COVID, right? People really have battled with it significantly and in, wow. in a lot of different ways. And um, so it, it's, it obviously it's clearly is, it was an issue for everybody. Um, but you said something that was interesting to me. And that is that you, you kind of know, knew that you had to do something though, to get to motivate, to move yourself beyond where you were at so that you can break through and get to the other side you know, when, especially as it related to anxiety and things of that nature, you know, the, and you said something about your health being related to it. I said, one of the things I've, I did a lot of study in on neurosciences and neuroencoding and the effects of the brain and how the brain actually does, how we can actually even change our physical health if we really start to change, make some mental changes in our brain and really rewrite the code because it is like a computer in there and help rewrite the code. Um, the Bible even tells us there, there's a certain passage in there that talks about that you renew your thoughts. You need to renew your mind by re- putting on the thoughts of Christ, right? And that's how you change the encoding inside of that um, in your brain. And so, um, you know, again, those are things that um, I think is it's good because you're being transparent right now that a lot of people are going through these things, Stephen. Yeah. And so, again, I am... Thankful for your honesty. Thank you for your transparency with this whole thing and your vulnerability. And, um, and so I appreciate that. Um, and that, and that you're saying all that. And David, did you, I know you look like you were going to say something, so I didn't want to stick. No, I mean, I just, I really appreciate your, um, your honesty and just being so transparent with us about where you're exactly at. And I do think that, uh, and obviously, as you know, you're not the only one, going through all of that, like those feelings, there's probably somebody listening to that's feeling the same way. So it's good that you're open and, uh, kind of something we talked with, uh, Lenny, our guest on the last episode is like, there, it's important to be open about the, the things that you've gone through. It's important to be open about how you felt during those times. And, um, and also what kind of got you through it because there's other people that there really are people that are going through it. So it's important to talk about it. It's important to be open and be honest about it because you don't know how much of an impact of your words are on other people uh, in a good way. Yeah. Like what that lasting impact could be because yeah. it could be like, Oh man, I've been through something similar. Like I can, somewhat understand not fully understand of what you're feeling you know and that alone to somebody could probably mean the world yeah it's it's good that you're i'm again i appreciate your your transparency and just being so open on the show um and with everyone it's important to be real because i do believe that there's a lot of people that uh that are out there that uh try to cover it up and not be honest with themselves and not be honest with others about how they actually are feeling. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, de- I definitely agree. And I think, I think just being super open and transparent about, uh, open to an extent, you know? Yeah. I think, I think a huge thing also is gauging 
before you even like take a step on telling it, telling anybody how you feel or expressing your feelings, gauge whether it's worth express expressing those feelings to that person. Yeah. Two, don't express them with the emotions that you are feeling. And because I think communication about feelings is starts off kind of one-sided and how that person is saying it needs to be retrieved well and that kind of stuff needs to happen well so sure feelings are feelings are very important and they should be said well yeah yeah it's awesome dude yeah you 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 think about it today if we would really just take what we're learning right now from a hope and and applying what we're even saying right now it, you could create such hopeful situations in your workplace environments, in your homes, if we would just begin to be more open and honest in our communication at home. Because what, what's happening is people aren't really listening to what the other person is saying today. Mm-hmm. If you really think about all the things that we're seeing, nobody's really stopping to listen to what the other person is saying. Instead, we're wanting to apply maybe a diagnosis to it already, or we're wanting to give them uh, give them the advice that they need, uh, or give them the or tell them to get over themselves, or whatever it might be, right? It, but we, what really somebody needs to feel more hope in their life is just somebody that's going to sit there and listen to them while they're spilling their guts, right? Yeah, and and then and then as they're spilling their guts, you know don't have that gaping wide open mouth that's going, Oh my gosh, I can't believe they just told me. And now it's to come alongside him with that empathetic heart, which says, you know what? I don't know what you're going through and I don't understand what you're actually telling me, but I want to hear more about it. And I want, you know, and that's, and man, I'll tell you, that could bring such hope to somebody just that right there. Somebody listening to me. Yeah. And I think that's what you were saying is you found yeah. hope in your friends because you had some buddies that were willing to just listen to you mm-hmm. while you were going through what you're going through. Yeah. Yeah. I don't understand. We're like weird on an emotional level. It's, it's amazing. It's yeah. amazing yeah. how like, and you know, that's also a thing for men too, is like, I feel like men are very weird about sharing feelings, but also as brothers in Christ, I think that's one one thing guys need to do more is cut it, cut it with the, I'm a, I'm a man crap. We all have feelings. We all have the devil who sits on our left shoulder. And so we're not the only ones who can flick it off. And it's, it's super important to carry that over to other people because Mm -hmm. you, you alone are a speck of dust on this little planet and you, you can't do much without a stronger, a stronger guide or, or yeah. Pretty no. much that. <laughs> and no, you're, you're, you're spot on. And, and again, I, I want to carry that forward even just one step further. And that is not only men, but fathers, fathers don't have to be this manly figure per se to your kids. Your kids need you to be their dad. And, and, and a dad has got to have the capacity to really listen and to help their kids go through whatever they're going through. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and I know that as a father for myself, sometimes I 
you know, my knee jerk response is I know the answer because I read, I, I got all of the, the Bible answers down packed, right? And I can answer them, but I don't expect you guys to know those things. And so I, my expectation is that I'm uh, is not of you, but of me is to listen and hear what you're saying so that I can understand it better so that I could be a better father to you guys so that you can grow up to be better, better people and, and become better men as a result of it. And I'm with you. Men need to be open about things and more transparent and, right. uh, and, and more vulnerable in a lot of ways. It would save a lot of marriages. <laughs> it would save, sure. a, it would, it would grow healthier families. Um, and so I think it's significant and I think it's very important. Yep. Definitely. So, well, I think this has been a good uh, dialogue. You know, one of the things I love about this show is it's not scripted. So, yeah. uh, <laughs> and, and as a result of being unscripted, it kind of goes on its own path. Right. And, uh, yep. and so, and I like that because it's, uh, uh, I think no matter what, we still ultimately pulled it right to where it is. Again, it's, it's an understanding of hope. How do we get there? And, and I think, you know, sometimes you were on a pathway just to even discover what that is, you know? And so, um, and so uh, again, our phone numbers are listed on this show every week. If you've heard something today that's just spoke to you, please reach out to us and we'd be more than happy to talk to you. And, uh, and if I'm close to Steven, I'll put him on the phone. For you. Yeah. I won't give you guys my number. So, <laughs> so uh, David, do you want to close this out tonight? Just to. Yeah. Um, well, thank you again, Steven. I appreciate you being on You're here. Welcome. It's been fun. Uh, being able to talk just the three of us is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but the, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. So appreciate it. Uh, thank you to everyone listening. Um, be sure to, uh, like subscribe, comment, um, you know, review, leave the stars. That'd be awesome. It helps us out and helps get the word out. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Thanks, Steven. All yeah, right, dude. Thanks Love. a lot. Love you, Dave. All right. Love you. <laughs> See ya. See ya.